0: and welcome to MSESL English. I'm still coughing, (laughs) still wrapped up warm, it's still cold here, and my voice still isn't great, but we are getting better. It's not as bad as it was. There is some improvement. Tomorrow we're continuing our interview series. We're looking at some vocabulary and today we're doing some reading. So I'm always looking for new books that would be helpful for your English learning and obviously not every book is perfect. There can be challenges, pluses and minuses to everything and this is not a perfect genre but I do think it has a lot of benefits. So the one that we're going to talk about today is commonly called chick lit which is a rather derogatory term that is used to describe books written for the female audience specifically and often includes romance novels which is one of the ones we're going to read today. These books are often full of conversation and written to be fun and enjoyable for busy women so I think you might come across a lot of natural and colloquial language in these novels. A lot of them are based in America, although there's some brilliant authors in the UK too, so yeah. The American authors are really really popular And so you will have a lot of Americanisms in those books. The one I'm reading from today is quite a short, choppy writer in terms of the sentence length and the style. But I don't think that's particularly unusual for an American style book, but also for the the casual everyday language that you might hear in busy cities like LA and New York. So there's a lot of positives to this. I've just one pet peeve with these books. And that's the editing. I've noticed that chick lit tends to have more mistakes than any other genre I've come across. This is not across the board at all. There are certain writers, certain books that seem to have more of a problem with this than others. This particular writer's book in an ebook format not exactly the same book, but another one of hers in an ebook format. And then this one in a traditional book format. Definitely, it seemed like the ebook was worse. However, I would add that most of these mistakes wouldn't have changed the meaning or made it harder for you to understand or misunderstand what was going on. It's just more from an English teacher's perspective. (laughs) I demand more of my books. (laughs) But still, they do the job. For what you need, they do the job. To the book. This book costs a whole two pounds from a local charity shop. In the UK, charity shops are a great place to get books. If you live in the UK, you can join your local library and have access to all the books in the library And also, in British libraries, you can order from other libraries, too. So it gives you a a vast array of books that you can read for free in British libraries and also computers, Internet. Many benefits to British libraries. Please use them. But also, if you want to own your books or if you just want to have some cheap books, then the charity shop is a great place to go. A lot of the books in charity shops tend to be very easily readable, very popular kinds of books. So you might find that it's a good place to look for books. This particular author, Jill, uh, you can't see her name there, Jill Shalavis, is an American romance writer and she is prolific. Jill has written over 50 romance novels. Hmm. This book is called Almost Just Friends, and it is about a busy ambulance person and a coast guard. Neither one of them is looking for love, and both have their own personal demons. It has a happy ending. Of course, it's a romance novel. What would we expect? The section I want to read from is where the main character, Piper, who's a person who is on ambulances rescuing people, Is explaining how her day at work went and chatting to her best friend Jenna who is currently driving the ambulance to a car accident and she's a little bit of a scary driver. At work Piper rode shotgun to Jenna. The day had been full already and it was barely noon. They patched up a trucker who'd picked up a hitchhiker and gotten robbed and beaten up for his efforts. Then there was the contractor, who'd stepped on his own shovel and got whacked in the face. Now they'd just left the hospital after a drop-off, a teenage pregnancy gone wrong thanks to an overdose. Choices. It was all about choices, and every one of them had a consequence. Frankly, it was exhausting. On the way to grab lunch, a call came through that had them taking off fast, following a fire truck to a multi-car accident. They weaved and bobbed through traffic, Jenna being very liberal with her horn while muttering about idiots who should have their licenses revoked. Reports were coming in about injuries, but no specifics, which meant they had no idea what they'd be running into sort of a theme in Piper's life. She felt her phone buzz with a text and eyed the message. It was from a real estate friend of hers, whom she would contacted several months back for advice on selling the property. Elena had suggested Piper give the house and cottages a light makeover for curb appeal, And in the meantime, Elena would hunt down some potential buyers. It seemed she'd found a possible buyer who'd be in town In two weeks. Piper slid her phone away. Two weeks. Perfect timing. She talked to her siblings about selling, something she hadn't found time to do yet, and they continued to get the place ready together. Then Gavin and Winnie would go back to their lives and she'd be on her way to hers. That's not what happens. So, asked Jenna. So, what? You still haven't told me what's happening between you and the hot guy. You've ignored all my questions. And you think now, heading to the scene of a major accident, is the time. Jenna took a sharp left turn and had Piper practically kissing her window. Hey! Start talking. I text you the other day that everything's fine. I've just been busy. Yeah, and that's not suspicious at all. Jenna took another hard turn and Piper braced herself. You do know that you can't afford another driving warning, right? My driving's perfect, Jenna said. Back up to what happened on the night of the storm last week. You've been cagey about that ever since. Ryland said he saw you and Guy talking in the back door for a bit. Did he follow you home? He has a name. It's Cam. And what does my ex care who I was talking to? Back up, said Jenna. Repeat that. What does Ryland care who I... Not that said Jenna. The other thing. Piper blinked. Are you hung over again? I'm referring to the fact that you're on a first name basis with Cam. She waggled her eyebrows. Okay, we'll stop there. Let me quickly go through the vocabulary. Now remember all of the vocabulary. Blah, 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 blah. All of the vocabulary from all of the episodes is available on the blog, on the website, www.emmazeslenglish.com. So you can just type in the episode number into the search bar and it will bring up that episode and all of the vocabulary from that episode is there. So if you do need to review vocabulary or you want to just copy and paste it into your list, whatever, works for you that's fine. This bit I picked because there's quite a lot of unusual vocabulary some of it is related to the circumstance remember we're in an ambulance driving so right at the beginning Piper rode shotgun that is an American term it is used elsewhere but it's still strongest use in America we don't use it very much in the UK which means that you're riding next to the driver so the driver is in this seat and shotgun is the next seat. I believe one of the reasons for this idiom is that in the olden days in America, when you were driving carriages and it was very dangerous, the person next to the driver held the shotgun. So it literally means the person holding the shotgun. Obviously, mostly, that's not what happens in America these days. I can't say I promote it as a place to go to, to live or go on holiday at the moment though. Just Sorry, America. I do love America. Please fix your country, darling. We'll work on ours. You work on yours. Anyway, that's moving on to another topic. So they patched up a trucker. So we're back to working as an ambulance person. Depending on your country, there's different names for these EMT. I think in America, it would be an EMT emergency medical. I don't know what in the UK. I think we would say first responder. Anyway, so they patched up a trucker. So that means he didn't need to go to hospital, but maybe he needed, you know, some wounds cleaning, a few plasters, maybe that sort of thing. They picked up a hitchhiker. A hitchhiker is someone who thumbs a lift or who asks, please, can I come with you in your car? They're usually standing at the side of the street and it's your choice if you pick them up or not. In the 60s, 70s and 80s, this was a really common way to get anywhere especially in America, because there's not really very good public transport in America. But these days, most people have their own cars. In the UK, we rarely pick up hitchhikers. It's a rare thing now. When I was growing up, it was very common to see hitchhikers. But now you almost never see them because we think of it as being a really dangerous thing to do, both to hitchhike, because you don't know who you're getting in a car with, And also to pick up a hitchhiker because you don't know who you're getting in a car with. So we think of it as being very, very dangerous. But if you don't have a mode of transport in America, it might be your only choice. But this guy, this hitchhiker had beaten up the person who'd given him a ride. So that wasn't very nice. So he'd beaten up for his efforts. The contractor got whacked in the face. So literally it means hit, whacked, hit in the face and they just left the hospital after a drop-off. So literally meaning that they had picked up the teenager and they had put her down at the hospital. They hadn't needed to do anything necessarily with her. They were just taking her straight to a hospital. Then we move on, on the way to grab lunch. Very common to get lunch, grab lunch, have lunch. We have that idea of it has to be quick. We have to go, 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 cause it's, it's gonna be a fast lunch. And in fact, they don't really get any lunch because then they're called to take on a a multi-car accident. They weaved and bobbed through the traffic. So, you know, went, hmm. Depending on where you live, ambulances might work very differently. In the UK and America, ambulances have a right of way. So what that means is if you see the blue lights going, ambulance, fire, police, all the same, then it's your job as the driver of your car to get out of the ambulance's way. So you'll see a lot of people pulling up to the side of the road, stopping their car and waiting for an ambulance to go past. So that's really, really common both in the UK and America. So if you're ever driving in our countries, please do pull over and let the ambulance go past. And that means that anybody who ever needs an ambulance knows they're gonna to get to the hospital as fast as possible. So it's a courtesy thing as a driver that we do, but I'm very aware having lived around the world that this is not the case everywhere else. So she is going through the traffic very quickly, bobbing and weaving. And she's thinking that some of the people who are driving these cars should have their licenses revoked. If you give someone a license and then you take it away, you revoke their license. So any sort of certificate, license, qualification, that you can be given, can also be revoked, can also be taken away. She felt her phone buzz and eyed the message. Just a fast way to say, looked at the message. It's very common, I think, with writers that we don't always see them use what would be a traditional way of saying something. Like I would usually say, she got a message and she looked at it, maybe. But because we're writing a book, we want to say things in different, more exciting ways. So you might have something like this, I, the message, it just means looked at. So her house, she should give it a bit of a light makeover for curb appeal. So curb appeal is the idea that people are stopping and looking at something. Specifically, really relates to houses, but also potentially to businesses as well. If it has good curb appeal, then it means that the people walking past your business or driving past can look and go, oh, that looks really cool. That looks really good. Jenna took a sharp left turn and had Piper practically kissing her window. That's not an idiom. That's literally what she's doing. When somebody goes too tight around a bed and you're left ah stuck <laughs> to the window. You've been cagey about that ever since. So that means she doesn't want to say it. She's not talking about it. If you're cagey about something, it's a little bit suspicious and we're like, mm, what's going on here? And then finally, I'm referring to the fact that you're on a first name basis. This is exactly as it sounds. First name basis means you're using first names with each other. But what it tells us about this situation is that they are friendly enough to use first names. So it's not just as simple as they are using first names to talk to each other. But it means that it's not um, Mr. Something or the guy who's a Coast Guard, but actually she knows his first name and she's using it. So it tells us they're a lot closer than Jenna had imagined they were. And she waggled her eyebrows. I can't do it very effectively, but literally it means being able to do that with your eyebrows. (laughs) okay let's leave it there for today I hope that was helpful and interesting a little bit fun for you and I will see you tomorrow bye